Hey everyone, welcome to episode 13 of Run Wild with Lauren and Bud. In today's episode, 13 is oh so lucky. You are in for a treat as we sit down with the one and only Kara Molitor. Kara, she's here in Nashville. She is an accomplished runner an endurance athlete, a mom, and most importantly, an all-around, awe-inspiring woman. And so I am just thrilled that Bud and I had the chance to sit down with Kara, hear her story, and uh, I was so excited at the end of this episode because I left feeling so inspired by her words. So I think you will too. Um, I first met Kara a couple years ago when I started becoming more active in the Nashville running scene. She quickly popped up on my radar as one of those prominent people. Uh, our first run together was none other than uh, a run at Frozen Head State Park that I had thrown together uh, where the infamous Barkley marathons take place. And so uh, I realized that day what a great person she was and uh, also what a just a great athlete so uh, I hope you listen to her words take them to heart and really uh, just feel inspired and because guys this is real life Kara is down to earth um, and and I love that about her and so I gotta be honest this episode was a little bit tricky for me because you'll, you'll hear my kids in the background here and there and we had some difficulties uh, but it was such a treat to sit down with Kara so here we go hey bud hey Lauren what's up not much who you got there Oh, I'm so excited. So, so excited. We have Kara here tonight to talk to us. Um, I messaged her, I think, last week, and I was like, so, hey, would you be interested in, in chatting with us on Lauren and Bud? And uh, she jumped on it, and I was so excited. So, yeah, so I'm here with Kara. And uh, we also have your lovely wife, Jennifer Bud, here with us, hanging Hello, out. Guys. We are all uh, respectively hiding. I'm in my bedroom. <laughs> I've got my dog with me. He's, <laughs> he's giving me some love. Yeah. So, um, you know, I have a kid crawling around. So, you know, it's just a typical Monday night. Uh, but I like to call this episode all about Kara. Um, for those who don't know her, I think she's just an amazing uh, individual and runner. So we're excited to talk with her tonight. Um, so, yeah. So, okay. Before we dive in. So, Bud, have, have you... Uh, you heard the news because I messaged you uh, that Caney Fork Ultra is now mixed. Uh, COVID yes, I heard that. Kind of took it away from us. Right. Uh, so, which, you know, it's a tough decision. I would hate to be a race director right now. Uh, such tough decisions have to be made. And I know he didn't make it lightly. Um, so I kind of thought it might happen. I mean, you know, with any race at this time. But, yeah, it was sad. I was sad to see it in writing. You guys were both entered in that one? We were both entered yeah. into that one, and we had done it last year. And I was actually going to use it as my long run for uh, the No Business 100 coming up. I was going to use that as a, a long-running weekend. Um, and so, yeah, kind of sad, but not, you know, surprising. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's my news. You got any news, bud? Yeah, I was saddened by that. Um 
I'm going to let them keep my uh, whatever the money was for the Boy Scouts and all that. And then yeah, uh, same here. just let them roll over the, the fee for next year. I want to do it again, you know, so. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. It's a little bit crazy in here. So I'm, I feel like I'm hurting cats, but it's actually a dog and two kids. Uh, so sorry. People are like, why is. Why does she have this look of craziness on her face? It's because Good. that's my life, okay? It's my life, um, too. I'm just hiding from yeah. it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so anyways, well, so sad. a little bit of sadness to start off with. Um, so let's jump in. Kara, I want to know all about your running background. Um, what got you into running? Were you running, like, in high school, or was it after? What, what was the deal? Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't um, compete in any sports growing up. I was homeschooled and just didn't take any opportunities to do sports. Um, I played like instruments and I was more on like the artsy side. I didn't think sports were my thing. Um, I remember playing like football with my brothers and, you know, getting knocked in the neck with the football and was like, sports are not my thing. Um, but for running, I, it was, Actually, we moved to Tennessee, so it was in um, 2010, and my sister, younger sister asked if um, I would run a 5K with her. Um, I had been running just on mainly just the treadmill at home. Um, just I was doing like one of those couch to 5K uh, programs, and I hadn't even reached like the three mile yet in the training, but I thought, well, I guess I'm close enough, like I could go do that with her, and I would probably finish. Um, so we, my older sister and um, her and I and another one of my sisters, I have a lot of sisters, <laughs> so I come from a big family, um, and so we decided to go do this 5K together, and um, I ended up surprising myself and placing in my age group, which was a shock because I didn't know, like, I was good at running. Um, okay, so wow. So, so let me stop sure. you right there because I, I was just on the adventure jogger and here I am like the, the trail sloth who's like, you know, happy to finish. And I was sitting next to someone who is the same thing, like his first race he won. <laughs> and I'm like, how does, how does that happen? Does this really happen to people? And here I am again. So first little race and you're like, sweet. I, I, uh, won something <laughs> that's pretty like, cool maybe think like it, maybe this is something I can finally like be good at and if you know I really trained like I wondered like what else would happen and uh so I went out and did a couple more 5ks after that and ended up doing really well at every one of them and so I decided that running was going to be my thing um after yeah. that went from 5ks to half marathon and then I ventured more into trails after that um, I started with, uh, I went out with the, the Fleet Feet Dirt Bags um, summer trail mixer and I ran with those yeah. with them for a summer and then decided um, that fall that I was going to do uh, my first trail race. So that was how I started on the trails and then I realized I really loved the trails more than uh, road running. So I kind of stuck, stuck there. I bounced back a little bit back and forth between road and trail for a little while and then Eventually, I stuck to trail mostly. So yeah, that's, that's really my awesome. favorite thing. So, so, so Kara, how how long has that been that you've been a runner now? Um, 2010 is when I did my first uh, okay. 5K. So it's been about 10 years now. So it's been a little while for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. I've come a long way since then for sure as well. So. Okay. Well, that okay. 
So not a, not a high school cross country track runner. So now I have to ask you this. So you have been running for more than several years now. How many 100 milers have you finished? I have That's finished a lot. Yes. I have finished four. Um, okay. And then I had uh, one, one DNF, um, okay. a hundred miler as well. So, wow. So what, okay. which race was your DNF? Um, Tunnel Hill 100, which okay. is actually oh, the surprising, yes. yeah, the surprising one because that was the flattest one that I thought I I went into that definitely a little too confident, thinking I I had that one. Like I had already done harder yeah. 100s, and I could for sure do this one, and ended up not finishing and um, got injured and stuff. So that was a, but it was a really good. Like that was my very first DNF in years of running and ultra running. Um, so it, it taught me a lot too. It was really hard at first to take that and, um, just to have your first DNF at a race, um, when you've done so well for so long and, um, to have something feel like a failure, but I feel like I learned so much like months that, you know, like after that, I really thought about it all and, um, took a lot from it. So I really think like, I still have great, great memories of that race, even though like everything didn't go so well, like my crew and pacers and, I still love that race, no matter what. <laughs> okay, okay. So what was your first 100-miler that you ran? My first 100 was Zion 100 in Utah. Oh, okay. So now usually, and I'm just speaking as a back-of-the-packer slacker person, usually, and I, I tell this story to make myself feel better, but, but right, usually your first 100, you DNF, right? Like, that's typical, but not, not Kara, <laughs> you... <laughs> So how do you feel, how did you feel at the end of your first hundred miler? Were you like, were you like, I knew I had it in the bag or was it like, I can't believe I just did that? What was your overall feeling? Um, definitely. I can't believe I just did that. Yeah. Like it was awesome. so hard. Like there were moments that I just didn't, didn't think I could finish. Like, I mean, I went through everything in my head of like reasons I was going to stop in the middle. <laughs> I yeah. created things, you know, like, oh, I must have an injury. Oh, this must be happening. Like I would mm -hmm. create things in my head to try to get me out of it. But then I realized, you know, so many different times was like, I told myself I wouldn't quit no matter what, like no matter what, you know, unless yeah. I could not continue walking that, you know, I was going to do this. And um, one of the best advice, I think going in to my hundred miler, I got from a friend and, and she told me like during um, the early, early morning hours, um, and it's usually between two to 4 AM. She said like, you'll reach a low point and you think you cannot go on. And she yeah. said, you cannot quit at that time. Like you have to wait and you have to wait for the sunrise. And she said, it'll feel like, like it's a new day and like you have a fresh start and then you're just going to go finish that race. And, um, I remember like reaching that point in the night and I look up and, um, just watching the stars and just, you know, looking around and I was like, she said, I can't quit. I cannot quit in the middle <laughs> of the night. So I have to at least make it to sunrise. Um, and of course yeah. I, I saw my crew and stuff and uh, they sure, they sure weren't going to let me quit after all that. So some good uh -oh. advice there. Yeah. Good yeah. advice. And sure. yeah, worked out for you. Well, that is awesome. <laughs> and so for those who you, they can't obviously see us right now, they're listening to us, but Kara uh, has cool hair. So, Bud, you'll appreciate this. We yeah, just talked so, on the last podcast about hair. So, Bud, so, give us your take on right. her hair because I love it. And those that know Kara so know she what called, her hair looks yeah. like. 
I believe she calls that unicorn hair. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Rainbow. Yeah. Have yeah. rainbow unicorn hair. This is the most uh, bold I've ever went with my hair. So doing multiple, multiple colors like this, but no, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like that at mid state mile. Was it? It was not. No, okay. I just, uh, no, I changed it. Um, just a couple weeks ago. So decided to go a little more bold. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. But, I love it. Yeah, yeah we'll have yeah, to call awesome. me unicorn so many times that I was like, you're going to call me unicorn, then I'm going to be the unicorn. So. That's right. That's right. That is awesome. Yeah, so she's got cool hair, so she's legit. She's run 100 milers, but most importantly, she's got cool hair. <laughs> um, so, okay. So you've obviously, you've raced a lot. You've covered some intense distances. What has been your most favorite race that you've ever done? It can be any distance. What would you say is like just the, the best time you ever had or just the best race you ever had? Um, gosh, that's a hard one. I, like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would, it, would, it would honestly probably have to be Zion 100, like that being yeah. my first 100. Um, I have so many like memorable moments, even though that was, it was so hard. Yeah. Um, I just remember like the starting that race and the most, the most memorable moment. And it's probably in, probably in all of my racing, um, was we started in the dark with headlamps. Um, and then we, you know, climbed to the top of the one Mesa. Um, and just as we're climbing, we get to the top and the sun starts rising. Um, and I remember like in training, that was the one moment that I, w I, I said, like, you have to picture yourself like on top of the Mesa, like when the sun rises, that it, it was all worth it. Like, Every, wow. every training day, everything you spent, like, this is all come to this moment. Um, and so I reached the top and I look back and I was just, just in awe. Like you can see for miles and miles and, um, it's so different from here. Like when you, you know, you see often at the trees, this was like, it's so open there. And so you just see forever. And like the sun was just like, you know, right on top of everything as it rose. And that was just, yeah, that was like a magical moment in running wow. to realize like your feet got you there and like yeah. no matter what happened I knew throughout that day was like that moment was worth it for <laughs> everything I did, had done leading up to that so yeah. Um, yeah and that's my my first tattoo was also from Zion so I just it's a special race for me and I went back again um two years later uh and so yeah I just it's an absolutely beautiful race I love it out there and I would I would go back again it's a hard race but I yeah I love the area out there. So okay, so did you do the hundred miler again? So you yes. did it twice. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> did you did you improve or was it just like I love it so much? I'm just gonna go do it. I don't care what happens. Yeah, I hoped I wanted to improve, um, but unfortunately, I did not. <laughs> um, <laughs> it still um, ended up being a, a pretty tough race. Um, and both times I didn't, um, I did not have pacers in the race, um, traveling out that far. It's harder to take somebody with you to pace you. And I didn't have, yeah. um, that option. And so, um, going into that race solo is, is definitely a lot different. I had, um, like crew people that came with, um, but I was only able to see them at a couple points. Um, and it wasn't like my family. So it was a little bit different than what we have, I've normally done, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely going into a race like that and not having, um, pacers, I realized that I love, I love having people with me and I love sharing that experience with people, which is one of the reasons I trail run and do what I do. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, it, I didn't improve on it the second time, unfortunately. But um, I hope if I went back again, that that it would be a, a better race this time. But you never yeah, know. For sure, <laughs> you take whatever the hundreds give you. You just, I'm always grateful to finish hundreds. Like there always comes to a point that you know in the races that you don't know if you know, like you're capable of finishing. I feel like I've, I've had that every single hundred I've done. Um, and so that shocked me. I thought like after a while they get easier. Yeah. That's like, what I was hoping, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do it in a way, like, you know it to expect, but yeah. I think sometimes also when you know it to expect, it's harder because yeah. like, you know, the pain <laughs> threshold that you'll have to step into, um, yeah. to reach that. And so I think it, for me, that it weighs on me a little bit, like coming into each race, but, uh, yeah, it hasn't, it, so far hasn't gotten easier, but I'm still, I feel like I'm still learning. Like there's always something to learn. Um, and having done such different races, um, in different areas, like they've not all been the same. They've been different weather, different, you know, yeah. experiences. And so like, that's, I think you just take whatever the day gives you and hope that you finish. Yeah. So, Okay, so that that's awesome. We're gonna jump back on track here. So, Kara, tell me about. Uh, I just saw on Facebook you were asking about a hydration pack, and I was like, <laughs> oh, I have that pack. Um, so, what is? Do you have gear that you always use that you don't like? What what shoes do you wear now, typically? Um, yeah, for shoes, um, I've been running in the um, the Hoka uh, Evo Speedgoat. Okay, and um, I've had those for maybe two years now. Um, and I've stuck with them. Like that's the first shoe I've ever found that like, I didn't get blisters, like the okay. shoe, and sock, shoe and sock combo. Oh, that they're I figured sold out, out now. Was, now that she yeah. said that, they're going to sell out. Oh, they're right going to sell out. It's going to be like, instead of the coin shortage, it's going to be the Hoka short order now. five more yeah. pairs, right? <laughs> that's funny. It's be a so custom show, order. The that's, unicorn. Yeah, that's right. I want the Kara unicorn Hoka's. <laughs> well that's yeah. funny because my husband he's a hoka person loves them that's the only thing he runs in and i tried them they don't work for me but it's it's such um it's funny because anybody that runs in hokas i feel like if they work for you it's like magic and you know it and you don't change like you just you go with it so that's awesome and i saw also on facebook we were talking about hydration packs and because uh, i'm kind of I, Bud and I have talked about this. I mm -hmm. don't know. We both have a problem, I think, Bud, with hydration packs because we, we own too many. That's perhaps. not a problem. I like them. <laughs> he loves hydration. Yeah, I like to be hydrated. But because I have been already shopping around for my next hydration pack, I'm forever. Are you kidding me? No, hi, just hi, hi, my name is Lauren. <laughs> Yeah. This no, is like, a problem. and I have a problem with hydration. Packs. That's right. This is, this is how some people shop for purses and stuff. Yeah, not me. Gonna... Like, I own like maybe Man. three pairs of shoes. My clothes are all old and raggedy, but I've got lots of running skirts and lots of hydration. hydration. Yeah. <laughs> You've got accessorized. Cute running skirts. I always get them like running skirts and I yeah. love them. Like, gotta look good. <laughs> so, anyways, hydration packs. Um, but, okay, tell us what you, since you are so successful, because, okay, before I, I jump into my next question, you not only won your age group in your first 5K, but you have placed, like, the, was it Rebecca Mountain? You took home first, yeah. right, for yeah. women's. Yeah. Yeah. That like, was that's race. badass. Yeah, yeah. That was, that's one of my, like, most memorable um, 
like winning moments um, at that race to like come into the finish and realize like it was just one of those moments is like I have worked for years to get to this moment you know um that was like an epic moment in my in my Mm -hmm. running like I I remember I had that was the very end I finally turned some music on and I was listening to this uh like ginger runner song and I had it on repeat and I just was over and over like it was like my winning song like I'm gonna go to the finish with this song um and just knowing that like you know I had family and friends who were like waiting at the finish line and coming in and that was yeah that was an amazing moment it was that was a hot race like it was I think the high was like 97 degrees um and uh I didn't know like how that day would go but I know that I, I usually excel really well in the heat like it's not that it's my very best race, but I tend mm-hmm. to be able to grit things out better than other people in the heat. And as long as I know, like, I'm patient and don't let myself fall apart, like, I'm usually able to, uh, you know, pick up at the end um, and do really well. And so wow. that was that was a cool moment <laughs> for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. So as a very, I would call you a very accomplished runner. Like you've you've completed multiple hundred milers you've placed in races and the that was a marathon was that a marathon or Rebecca Mountain Rebecca yeah was that Um, that was a 50 miler that was a 50 miler okay yeah so very accomplished so how do you fuel for races like what do you I've kind of seen some of it myself by being at races with you but like what is your tried and true kind of method that you use yeah, so that's that's definitely something that's um, changed over the years too. Like you're, I feel like it's something you're constantly just switching around to see like what works and what doesn't. And like when you do find something, like stick with it um, yeah. until like it doesn't work anymore. Like if you know, sometimes you can overuse something to where like you don't like it anymore, and that happens. But um, I finally, you know, like after a bunch of bigger races, started to figure out like what what worked for me and um, I realized like I had to hydrate more than what I feel like a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just staying on top of like electrolytes and um, eating and um, just eating very often. (laughs) I feel like I eat a lot (laughs) and my friends used to make fun of me. Like I'd come in with like a short for a short run and I'd have like food and water and all this stuff to last for a really long time. And they're like, really? Like we're just going out (laughs) for a short run. I'm like, I know, but I know what works for me and like, yeah. I'm not changing it. Um, so that's, it's definitely changed over the, the years. Um, but currently, um, I mean, probably since my last 100 miler, I switched to spring gels, um, okay. and that those really, really work for me. Um, and then I use the scratch electrolytes. Okay. So yeah. been using a combo, um, and just that works for me right now. It may not work forever. Um, but then I add in like solid food as well with those. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of switching back and forth between like solid food and gels. Um, but yeah, my solid food just depends on like what I'm in the mood for, what kind of race it is, the weather, uh, that, that stuff changes out more often than what, what my gels and electrolytes I've stuck with those. Um, yeah. Well, your crew takes good care of you because I can tell you yeah. while you were still working hard at Mid State Mile, Bud and I got fed ice cream by your crew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my crew is so amazing. Yeah, you yeah. had this tent set up, and Bud and I had been playing at the creek with the kids and other people, <laughs> and uh, we were just strolling around while you guys were out there still suffering. And uh, 
yeah we stopped to talk and kind of see what was going on and they they gave us ice cream it was awesome so. that is awesome yeah they like to have so, like everything you could ever imagine for me yeah Whatever i ever might need they have so. that's funny so kara yeah. um you yes. did some name dropping a moment ago so you said you had ginger runner music okay yeah so for our listeners ethan newberry is ginger runner and you can find him on YouTube under Ginger Runner. He reviews all kinds of running stuff. But I've also downloaded some of the music that he's had. But mm. what specifically were you listening to? Oh, gosh. Now you asked me, like, spur of the moment. I have to um, – I don't remember the specific song now, uh, the name of it. I'd have to look it up if you give me a second. I must not like, be cool. You're not cool. <laughs> I am so not cool. I'm like the old grandma who's trying to figure out, what are you kids listening to? Because I don't know, I don't know about this. For so, I'm, I'm just like in a cave somewhere, I guess. I don't know. I'm drinking my, uh, well, and I can tell you, so bud, maybe we need to switch from fireball and pizza to like, you know, I don't know. Brain maybe we food? Need to, I don't know. <laughs> maybe we need to alter our 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 uh, schedule of eating and drinking here. Uh, no claw, that's for sure. Okay, no claw. I figured it out. Okay, we'll have a look it? at my playlist. Um, so that Sandstone. Okay. It was that song. And then I also listened to the Wonderland song. Right. I love that. I love that one as well. Cause I, I when I watched the, that Wonderland um, attempt that Gary Robbins did. Um, yes. And I remember just like, when I watched that, I pictured like running in that area and it was so beautiful. And just the way he um, went about that run was empowering. And I just thought like, that's how I want my races to be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I remember that moment when he comes in um, and he's like, he told him exactly what he needed. And it wasn't in like a forceful, you're going to give me this, but it's like, yeah. this is what I need. And like, the, you know, like, and so I like, I started using that, like at, when I had come in, start, try to start doing that when I came in with my crew is like, this is what I need. Like, instead of just like, oh, you know, blah, 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 it's like, you have to yeah. be straight to the point um, in order for them to take care of you. And if you know what you need, like you need to be very specific about that. And that's something with, um, you know, crew and pacers, but yeah, that, yeah. that song, I don't know what it was. Like I had, a, I've had a bunch of them on the playlist, but when I got to that one. I just like kept pushing repeat on that song. And it just, I don't know. It just was one of those songs that took me to the finish and I loved it. So now, that's now, awesome. Every time I, I listen to it now, I think of that win. Like, I think of that moment. Yeah. And so, it like, like builds you up. Like, yeah. Right? That's yeah. for our motivator. Yeah. Head, like, yeah. a finisher song and, like, the moment that, you know, was in that. So, yeah, that was so cool. <laughs> so, that's awesome. Okay. Now I have to ask you something. Um, the first time we got to run together really was when we went to Frozen Head, right? Yeah. The infamous yeah. Barkley yeah. Gate. Okay, Kara. So, someday, someday, may we see you attempt at least a fun run at the Barkley Marathons? Is it on the future Kara radar? It is. Yeah. Yes! Um, <laughs> I've actually, I, I know people would probably be upset when they find this out, but I've been on the wait, I've been on the wait list and got in twice to the, like the, the Barkley classic, the fall, the fall classic. classic. Yeah. yeah. Fall yeah. Classic. The first year um, I got injured, like in the uh. training season. So um, I had to back out of that. And then the second year I had um, two races on the calendar. Once I got into that, I already had signed up for like another race and I was like kind of back and forth trying to decide, but ultimately um, I ended up choosing the race that was better fit 
for training for my 100 miler because that was coming up and I knew that I had to have a really just a solid 50 miler that was really runnable. Um, that was actually when I was training for Pinhoti the first time. Okay. And so I ended up actually when I ran Rebecca Mountain the first time, that's the race I chose instead of doing that race. But I'm like, I definitely, I, I still have that on my, it's got to be on my to-do list. Okay. So, so listen, okay. Uh, when you get into the Barkley marathons, you're yeah. going to be sponsored by Run Wild with Lauren and Bud, and you're going to come be part of your crew, okay? Yay. So you got to let us crew you Absolutely. and, like, record the shenanigans as oh, they happen, fine. okay? <laughs> I've always thought it'd be so cool to, like, record, like, yeah. what happens race. Um, like, all the details, like, even just, like, video recording. Like, some of the hilarious stuff happens that, like, never, no one ever catches. Oh, right, no one ever right. That, like and it's like you wouldn't the things that go on in a hundred miler and stuff like that uh -huh. like races like that like it's crazy stuff so okay <laughs> so okay y'all awesome, are like right? dropping all kinds of stuff that like ties in together and so like <laughs> you mentioned gary robbins and stuff and the barkley marathons and all his attempts at trying to complete that yeah. and it's just such a big you guys got to watch um ginger runner on youtube and you got to watch all the documentaries and stuff that he's made and I mean, there is literally 5,000 hours of footage that y'all need to watch. Everybody, every listener, yeah. everybody, needs to go do this. right now, right well, now, wait till the sure. end of the podcast. But, and and rate us, about, give us five stars, then right. go binge watch. You need to. And you're talking about Frozen Head and all this stuff. It all yeah. ties in together. Yeah. And so this, this was like, um, I haven't done very much in my little life, but. <laughs> um, after my first Ironman, two weeks later, I ran my first marathon, which was a standalone marathon. There's a marathon in the Ironman, which is just like walking and crying and shit. <laughs> and then, the dead man shuffle. Yeah, and Iron and Man's then, a big deal. I don't know what you're talking about. Like you're acting like it's like a little thing, and Ironman is well, a huge not, deal. But it's not. It's not fast. It's slow as but hell. That's still a huge deal. Yeah, it's a big like, deal. That's a big it deal. I've done me, sprint triathlons, I... and I thought like I might drown and die. So <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> so when I'm like someone's done an Ironman, like I'm in awe of that because yeah, I don't so think like I can after that. After that first Ironman, I did a road marathon, and Lazarus Lake was there, and he yeah. hung out with me and took my picture and all this stuff. And that was like the highlight of my day. <laughs> you were starstruck. Yeah, I was starstruck. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I have like, I've been to a couple of his other races and stuff. So I was able to like get pictures with him and stuff. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. He I remember what I was hanging out. I have no idea why he was there. That's, that's awesome. funny. Yeah. Like he was there to support someone like he knew yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, for that's sure. Awesome. What marathon um, was that that you did? This was the Seven Bridges. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, and it's an ultra marathon because they always add at least a mile or two to that stupid thing. It sucks. <laughs> That's why he's there. That's why he was there. It was an ultra. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was his idea. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's he funny. Them to add on to the end. That's so that. right. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. Okay. So it's set now for all the world to know that uh, we will be taping and filming her, uh, you know, future Barkley attempt. Um, so, okay. So something else I got to ask you. Okay. So that's on your radar. Um, everyone that comes on, I ask them this. So you may have something that you feel willing to share. What is your most embarrassing trail moment? Yes. Is there an yes. embarrassing trail moment that you can share oh. with all of the world? 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Like, do I want to share this one? Oh, that's the thing. I have to, I've only shared it with like a few people and they're like uh -oh. my close friends. So like, do I want to share this moment? <laughs> I mean, if it makes you feel better, I peed on myself at the Georgia death race. So oh, I mean, man. if that oh, makes my you gosh. feel better. Yeah. I, don't it does, I mean, it does for sure. <laughs> it always ends up being like, isn't it always like a pee or poop moment? Like that's the most yeah, embarrassing thing, I mean, right? Yeah. right. Um, yeah. So when I did um, <laughs> Zion the first time, um, this race has so many memories, so this is <laughs> one of them. Um, towards the end, I started having um, stomach issues, mm. and um, this was at, like, the point where at that time in the race, they've changed it up a little bit since then, but, like, you'd come to this one aid station, and um, you would leave out from that aid station um, two different, or, like, three different loops, so you'd go on, like, this mountain bike course, and you come back to the aid station, you go out for a loop, come back. Well, I decided it was a great moment to like drop the weight of my pack and just take out a handheld. I'm like, I'll just leave the pack with the crew. I'll take out my handheld. What? Like I had already been having like some stomach issues, but I was like, I'm fine. Like I just ate some food. I'll be good to go. And I leave out from that aid station, like with a handheld water bottle. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh God, my stomach, like it's not good. Like and you it's don't not have good. any supplies. And I've had no <laughs> toilet paper or anything because it was all in my pack. And I had not thought yeah. of like that might happen at all. Right. Like, what do you do? Right. Um, and so, I mean, the only, I could only thing I could think about doing was like, I had a buff on my wrist and like, oh, no. I mean, like, you know, it was my favorite buff though. Like oh, it's my no. favorite buff that I'd had for like all my training yeah. and I was like I have I have zero options in this case like yeah. I don't know what else to do and so like I had to use my favorite buff oh and like no. and yeah, it's the worst out there too is because the trails um at that point are all like these like open mountain bike trails there's no trees yeah. there's no trees to hide behind to go to the bathroom they're like little short <gasps> like tiny little bushes you know and so it's like oh let's go real quick but then there's like someone right behind you and I'm like oh, no. they're gonna see your butt anyway so um that was like one of those moments like <sighs> where you're super humbled and you're like I yeah. can think about it like this is this is an ultra and like this is a moment like and no nobody probably cares but me but yeah. it sucks right like to yeah. be in that moment and you're like so then from then on I would never be without toilet paper <laughs> In my she pack, learned in my bottle, an important in my pocket. lesson. Like, yeah, I learned a lesson, like, and that was a big one. So, I hey, I mean, I don't think you can be a truly great, like, ultra endurance athlete if you haven't, like, shit your pants or had some kind of funny exactly. poop story. I mean, I'm serious, you know? So, there you go. She is 100% legit. She's. That, that story I kept to myself is now the whole world can do it. So I hope you guys feel better. Oh, we can all relate, I think, at some point, you know, like all of us. So oh, like man. later, there's like mountain bikers on that trail like a week later. <laughs> oh, and my someone, God. someone finds a buff. They're like, free buff. Free buff. <laughs> That's why I know. I'm like, you don't ever pick up a sock. No, a never. That is right. A I'm sock, like, one kids sock. Like, oh, no. Yep. Yep. There's something on the trail. I'm like, don't touch it. Don't yeah. touch it. Same. We went hiking the other weekend, and someone had hung a bandana up. And my kids oh. like, oh, free bandana. I'm like, don't <laughs> touch it. Oh. Don't get near it. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, yeah. you remember when we were running at, uh, oh, God, Mullins Cove Loop? 
And uh-huh. Jim is like, is that your handkerchief back there? I'm like, hell no, that's not my handkerchief. <laughs> Don't, touch Don't touch that. <laughs> Don't touch it. Don't grab it. Yes, I do remember that. Jim is newer to the ultra world, so we have to like teach him the ways of our disgusting habits. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the truth about it, you know, you kind of let yeah. everything go when you're an ultra runner right <laughs> it's almost like childbirth you know how like after you give birth like it's all out like people exactly. are walking in and out of the hospital room you got your boobs out you got the like mesh underwear on and you're just like <laughs> I mean you don't you don't give a fuck because you're just like I just birthed a baby like I don't care right. I'm oh, lost yeah. all humility right um, so yeah, ultra running. We were talking about. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, ultra running's just like that. Like, oh yeah, we, we, you know. <laughs> talk about like babies though. We were talking about. Um, I was with my coworker and she had a grandbaby with, and she's like, "Hey, can you grab that stuff from the drawer?" And I pull it out, and I'm like, "Oh, it's like you know, baby diaper paste stuff." And I'm like, "Oh, we use this in ultras." And she yeah. looks at me. The look she gave me was like, "Are you kidding me?" And I'm like, "No, we use that stuff on our feet." And she's like. So you're basically babies again. Once you start ultra running, either like a baby or like an old person. I'm like, exactly. Very like, appropriate. Oh, <laughs> I don't use so. it on my feet. I put it all over everything. everything. Right everything. after <laughs> that Boudreaux stuff, after yep. you chafed. Oh yes. my God. The butt that's case, the best. That stuff yeah. is the best. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. the best. It really is. That's for like chafing, but the best for, for your chafing. feet. Yeah. Like if your feet ever get Tell like me. that. like Teach me. That, like you know you get like the wet feet like the trench foot yeah and i've okay. never seen that but it's really disgusting like when your feet have been wet for too long and they don't dry up if you, you even if you change socks sometimes just your feet stay wet in like a really long race um and so if you use the de- the desitin yeah um okay extreme or whatever desitin extreme like the i guess that's a, like a baby diaper ointment i think too right yeah uh, put that like cover your feet with like a thin layer of that and then put dry socks on and it'll mm. like dry your feet out while you're running. Ah. So like if, you're, if okay. your feet, when they, when they get that way, it feels like, yeah, it feels like your whole foot, like the bottom of it, like it's one large blister, like just mm. one big blister. Cause like, you just can't tell just the whole bottom of your foot will hurt. And it's because usually like that, like your yeah. feet have been wet so long. And I had, wow. I had that hurt to happen at mid state when oh. I, um, so that was something we had to do there um, wow. and just put that on my feet before I could go back out again. Um, so that, yeah, it really helps. So like, it'll start to dry up your feet and they'll start to feel better as well. So, so uh, I, a key tip. Yeah. <laughs> Things I, I've paced, learned. <laughs> I paced a friend of mine in the wild Florida 120, and yeah. I went 70 miles with him and it was the wettest race I've ever been in, in my life. Yeah, and there, there, I mean, we were up to our waist in swamp water. Ooh, I mean, yeah. for a lot of it. And I'm telling you, my feet were like, I mean, like I had been in a bathtub for yeah. 24 hours. It was unreal. Yeah. So you needed butt paste. You needed some yeah. kind of baby like butt, butt paste. paste. Well, I didn't yeah. have any. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't, I learned about that stuff from, um, I don't remember who it was, but like I used it during Penhody the first year I did that. Cause that started happening to my feet. Like we had, there was more rain that year and all the okay. creeks were like higher water that year. Um, and I always had had issues with my feet anyway to blisters and all this stuff, but, um, my feet had starting, started to get that way where they just were wet for so long. Um, and so like they started to, they start wrinkling up and that's kind of like the start of it. And then they'll just get worse and worse. And eventually it's like, you basically, the layer of your skin is separating um, from off of your foot. (laughs) Yeah. So like you want to take care of that, like when you first see it start to happen so that it doesn't become worse. 
um, like later in the race. So if you, mm. you notice that you have to start dealing with it like right away. Um, and the best would be to put that on, put dry um, socks on. And then if you yeah. have a change of shoes to change out the shoes as well. And some like the problem with that race was like, as soon as we left out of the aid station, we immediately went through water again. So like, oh, no. it didn't really help, but like it was, it was enough that like, at least that was on my foot as like a protection layer again to go back into the water. But yeah. So last, <laughs> last year in 2019, you did Pinhoti as well, didn't you? Yes, correct. I did it in so, 2017 and then 2019. So, <clears throat> so I repeated the same two races. I see. Yeah. I did, you know, I did Zion and Penhody that year and I did it again in 2019. Wow. I did Zion and uh, Penhody again. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I swept part of that race and of course oh. I was I was nowhere near you because you were way up ahead, right? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Depends so, on that race there no I wasn't always front of the pack that's for sure <laughs> so you mentioned mid-state mile and you were using your 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 tips about feet during the mid-state mile so tell us about that experience we were there we just did a, a few loops um but you were there you were in it to win it and you I mean because you did you had your crew set up you were you came prepared you could tell you were prepared um, and so tell us how many uh, miles did you end up with? Because it was like a last person standing event, you know, round and round mile loop. So what was your final mileage? Um, 48.4 uh, oh miles. God. Wow. And wow. this is the course we talked about on the podcast a, a couple episodes ago. It was a legit course. Like it had a 20% yep. grade in there. Every loop was like 350 feet of gain. Uh, it was so hard. And so yeah. that is And amazing. it was hot. It was really hot. Oh, it was hot. so hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you were officially the last woman standing, right? You yeah. did it. Yeah. yeah. So that is quite an accomplishment because that was tough. I'm going to tell you, like, that wore me out. My quads were sore after that race. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Not only did, like, 11 miles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of climbing. Um even if you're prepared for it, it's still, it's a lot on your body for that, that much climbing. I've never done that much climbing in a race. So that was a new experience. Um, even just the last, that was my first like last man standing event as well. I'd never done something like that. Um, so that was, the whole thing was a new experience for me, which was really um, cool. I thought I was like, I'm going to try it out. Like there's no other races going on right now. Um, all my other races were, um, you know, canceled or postponed. Mm. Um, and so I had nothing else to do. So I was like, well, it'd give me something to, to train for and something to keep like my motivation going. Cause after, um, uh, GDR got canceled, um, we were actually like in taper when it canceled. So I already put in like all the hard work, um, yeah. and it got, it actually got postponed. So that'll be, um, happening again in November. But uh, yeah, I had to have something to like keep me um, keep me training. Like I, I I need to have a goal to get me out there. Otherwise, I just kind of blah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, really cool race. Um, and yeah, it ended up being just way cooler than I expected. Um, the whole the whole thing um, yeah. was really memorable. So that's something I I really love that race. <laughs> yeah, when we, and I were talking about that, like it really, I didn't know what to expect and. I was Same. never yeah. into like a last man standing thing that never interested me, but we had such a great time and it was so neat to watch everyone. And like you, especially I was watching and we got to meet your crew and mm -hmm. see your setup, you know, because usually like if we're in a race together, I'm not looking at people's crew or how they're set <laughs> up. And so like, yeah. it was really like neat to see like, Oh, this is how they do stuff. And, 
Yeah, I mean, you could tell that you've got this, you've got your method down and, and you you know what you're doing. So, yeah, it was just really neat to see all the other runners. Um, such a cool event. And so when you finished Mid-State Mile, were you like, yeah, I'm happy with that? Like, heck yeah. Like, I feel good. Or were you like, oh, I wanted to go further? How how were you feeling at the end? Um, yeah, I definitely... I was um, proud of what I did um, mm-hmm. because I know early on in the race, um, I wasn't sure like if I could t- continue going at, you know, I, and I thought I might tap out earlier um, just because like my stomach was bothering me and I was having some issues and it, it just was like, you know, starting to become like it wasn't my day, but I, I definitely yeah. did not want to quit. Like I was, yeah, I was in it to, to win it. Like I was going to be there until I couldn't do anymore. Um, and so, um, when I came around the corner, I was just a few steps away from crossing over the line and I could actually hear when I was coming down that last hill, I could hear, um, um, the, like the whistle or whatever. Um, like I could hear the noise of like the warning of like, it's almost time to go back out and I'm coming down the hill and I, I mean, I'm running as fast as I can, like, please let me make it, please let me make it. Um, but I had slowed down that loop. Like I just ran out of energy. Um, and so I, I mean, I tried my hardest and I came around the corner and like, I saw like, just as I got ready to like cross over that they were leaving and that wow. I mean, it was devastating, honestly. Cause I, I knew I had it in me to keep going. Like I knew I was getting, like I was slowing down, but I did, that didn't mean I wanted to stop. Like yeah. I wanted to keep going. I just knew like I, I needed to like get some energy and like, I, I didn't have it that loop. And so that was that was hard knowing that like I wanted to keep going and my body just that loop just, you know, was like, Nope, we're not, not a we good loop. Do it. Yeah. yeah. So I think if I had was, you know, if that was a race where normally in a hundred mile, you can kind of overcome those things where you can yeah. take the time and you can sit down and you can eat, you can do whatever you got to do. But like I was running low, you know, shorter on time each loop. And when I got to that one, like, you know, I just, I, uh, I was rushing things a little bit and, I went back out and I was scared a little bit to eat because I was having stomach issues. And I was like, I don't know if that's going to make it better or worse. Um, And so I definitely didn't eat enough in those last few loops um, to give me enough energy to keep going. So I think that was kind of ultimately what timed me out toward the end. Um, But yeah, it was hard. I I thought I I still think about that moment, but I have to be like so proud of like what I did. And that's something that I have to work on because I, I sometimes rethink the moments that like things I need to change. And I think one of my struggles is always like being proud of what I actually did no matter what. Yeah. Um, and so that's when I first came in and, and just all the, you know, all my friends and my crew and everyone just kind of gathered around me and was like congratulating me. Um, and it kind of took me by like <sighs> surprise at first. Cause I, I wanted to kind of like wallow in the like, what was <laughs> I didn't get to keep going. Right. They were like, you got to be so proud of yourself. And it like, it took me a minute because I first just had to be like, oh my gosh, like I didn't get to go back out. Like that first like hit me. And then when they came, all came over, it was like, oh my gosh, like you're right. Like I have to be so proud of what I just did. Like I lasted way longer than I thought, you know, like from earlier in the day and like just having them all like standing over there, just congratulating me. And like, it was, it was such a cool moment. Like to just know, like, you have friends like that that are so supportive, you know, over what you do. Um, and earlier in the race, um, like, uh, Becca, who is the race director, mm-hmm. and she's actually one of my friends as well. And she came over and, like, 
her and uh, my friend Emily just said some super like encouraging kind words that like got me through some moments. Um, and that's, yeah, stuff like that. Like, it's like, they didn't have to do that. Right. <laughs> but mm-hmm. they did. And like those, those, those things will stick in my head forever. Um, but that was, that was, a, yeah, it was really cool to have like all my friends there and just like everyone's super supportive of what, what I had just done. And even like during the race, um, there was a couple different times where I'd go out for loops and I'd hear my name and just like, look back, like who's saying my name. And like, I had so many friends out there and knew so many people. And I think that was the cool thing about that race was, you know, like knowing a bunch of people mm-hmm. and like they were, you got to keep seeing them. Like, you know, like you got to keep seeing all your friends, you got to keep passing people and encouraging them. Um, and I think that's one of the, the, um, yeah, one of the cool things about that race of, of more than what I expected of that feeling to have just the encouragement of people and stuff. And, and even just runners on the course, like we were all encouraging each other and that doesn't usually happen so much in races. Um, everyone's kind of kind of like zoned in on their own thing. And I felt like this was more like everybody was more open to be helpful to other people, even if they had, even if they wanted to last just as long yeah. as you, like they were still, um, out there to like encourage you to keep going too. So I, um, yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> like, yeah, I so- agree. It really was like, we're all in this miserable situation together. So it was kind of like, you know, yeah. everyone yeah. was banding together. Like, they knew what you felt like too, because like they're doing yeah. the exact same thing yeah. at the same time. So that like, they get it. And I think that was a part of a race where it's like, I think normally, you know, if it's like you have someone who's ahead of you and someone's about, you feel like, Oh, but they're at a different moment. Like they don't get what I'm going through. And this was like, everybody gets it. We're all like right here together <laughs> doing it. And we can see it on each other's faces. Like, yeah, we're suffering and I'm suffering too. And like, <laughs> I think that was like really powerful though, too, like to come up a climb and um, a couple different times where I was, you know, like right next to the girls, like I was competing with and like, we were talking to each other like, come on, you got this, like, you can do this, like stay in it, you know? And so like, that was and like the more like that happened, like the more I was encouraged, like if I encouraged someone else and like, they, like, it was like, yeah, let's fight for this together, you know? And like, if you last longer than I last longer and like the, how cool is that to be able to like, you know, like do your best because someone else pushed you to yeah. your best, you know, like, I don't know. That was, that race was so cool. <laughs> for sure. It really was. Yeah. And you were like, everyone there was, um, doing a race when everything else had been canceled up to that point. And so we're all just clinging to something like that we haven't experienced in a long time. And it, and we're so appreciative of that. Everybody was grateful to be there. Yeah. I really was like that. Yeah. And so yeah. Next year, you're going to do it again. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that'll definitely be a keeper of races. Like there's always ones that I love uh, to repeat. And that'll definitely, that'll be one of them. Like I've always loved loop races and my friends think I'm crazy for that. Cause like, mm-hmm. I love, I like to see things. And once I see it, like I know what I'm getting myself into. And so like, once you know what you're doing, like you can plan from there on out. And like, I'm a planner. So like, if I see the loop, I'm like, Oh, now I know what I have to do. I know I have to eat. I know I have to, like, I can plan yeah. it all in my head before I even went out for the second loop. And so with that race, like it was easy to plan. Like you can, you don't have to take too much with you. Like you can plan, plan it all out, like what you might want to do. And so, um, but yeah, I like the more I do looped races, I realize like I absolutely love them and I love the heat. So 
like those two combos. Yes. <laughs> like those <laughs> yeah. races. So yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I definitely like the races in the heat more than the cold. You'll find me complaining a lot more <laughs> in yeah. the cold races. So I'm like, yeah, I'm excited about that race to do it again. And um, yeah, it'll be cool. Yeah, we'll we'll hopefully be there. We won't be in it to win it, but we will be there to we will drink be the there. beer <laughs> and yeah. run some loops. Yeah. No. Uh, so Lauren, you had um, another question for her, and it was kind of along the lines of encouraging some of our listeners based on, um, you know, Kara's a badass mom, and she balances everything, and also does training and races and all that. Uh-huh. So. I don't know if you want to lead into that. Yeah. So I am I obviously like if you're a mom right now and you're a runner and you're listening to this podcast, your world is probably like one giant shit show because you're trying to figure out like I'm training for races. I'm trying to figure out what to do with my kids for school. I may be trying to work and juggling it all. And so like we're all stressed right now. And so Kara, you have two kids, right? And last Mm -hmm. year, when you were doing all this amazing racing, um, you were homeschooling as well. Both of them? Yes. So how did you, you know, for someone who may be going into a similar situation, let's say this year, how did you balance it all? Was it really hard or were you able to just strike a balance with no problem? (laughs) Um, It's really hard, honestly. Like, I mean, there's some days where I get, I get overwhelmed, like with the amount of things I have to do in a day. Um, And yeah, just homeschooling, training, working, uh, coaching, like there's so much I'm doing in a day. Um, And I think sometimes, you know, people will message me like, ah, you haven't gotten back with me. I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) like you have no idea. Like I barely got, I barely got my training run in for today. (laughs) Like, you know, like I'm, I'm nonstop on the go. Um, and a lot of times I, even if I want to take a break and just like sit down, I, I usually don't have the time to do that. Like my schedule, like I, I have to, pl- I'm a big planner and I have to be because like in order to get things done, like I have to, I have to keep things like on a schedule. Um, and so yeah, homeschooling was a definitely another, <laughs> like an, another thing added to my list. Um, and it was hard at first trying to find that balance of like, it's so it's so different. You know, you have to find what works for your kids. Um, and I found like with my kids, they're both, you know, like they learn very differently. And so one, you know, what wanted to do more like stuff with books and one likes to do it online and, um, lots of different things that they, they both were so different in. Um, and so, yeah, just balancing that with everything else. It's, um, there's days where it's hard. It's really hard. Um, but I try to remind myself on those days that like, I mean, all of these things, I've, I've chosen these things, you know, mm. and these, um, these things are <laughs> the things I care about, you know, I care mm-hmm. about my kids and, and, you know, like their health and their, um, being. And I, and I did that. I, I could have left them in school, but we, you know, took them out of school because mm-hmm. of, you know, like we wanted better for them in this, in this situation. Um, and they needed it and they ne- needed me. And so like, I had to balance that out of, you know, like, they need me. I have to do what's best. And, um, yeah. So I, th- I think I just, I try to remind myself that like all those things, like I, I, I've gotten this place where I, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm able to coach other people. What's because like, I've come so far, like I, I want to give back for that, you know, like, and teach mm-hmm. people what I've learned. Um, and so all that is, I feel like those are just, um, 
yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's amazing to have the opportunities to do those things. And I just try to remind myself of that, um, when, when days get really hard. Um, mm-hmm. and sometimes I do have to take a step back and like, wow, I have way too much on my plate today. And like, what, what is the most important things I have to do for today? Like I need to get my training in, you know, um, you know, I need to make sure my kid, the kids get some time from me. Like I have to do the most important things first. And there's some things that are at the bottom of my list that they get moved over to the following day and that day gets moved over to the next, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's a constant like balancing act. And I think the biggest thing is like you have to like, and I have to make sure I even like step back and like, sometimes I, I train so hard and I can get so into it that like, you know, my kids are like, Hey mom, like we want to go do something today. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> you know, I gotta, so I have to like step back and like, um, I can get so into things that like, I have a hard time like separating myself back and forth between things. Mm. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a joy to be able to do the things that I do. And so I just have to remind myself on, on the hard days that like, it's okay, you know, like, and you'll get through this day and whatever doesn't happen today, most of the time, it is not like dire things. Like it's like, it can happen tomorrow. And if I like, I miss something like most of the time, it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. um, I just, I get, I get pretty hard on myself about things. And so I have to, I have to step back and my husband's like good at that. Like, Hey, it's okay. Like today's going to be okay. <laughs> you know, when I get overwhelmed. Um, but yeah, yeah. Homeschooling has been, um, a new experience for us. Um, and the, my kids are definitely wanting to go back to school. Um, this fall, which we had already, um, you know, told them that they could, and that was before like all this COVID crap. Oh, hit. Yeah. So now we're here trying to make a decision of like, mm. told you yes, but like, yeah, we also didn't know all this would be happening either. Right. That like, that's a whole different thing. So now like here, you're going to learn virtually. Well, we're already learning virtually, you know, like, right. So like, it's just adding <laughs> more to the plate. And so like, um, yeah, we're trying to figure that out right now of like what, what will happen in the fall and, um, how we're going to go about that, um, to balance that, but that, you know, it's, it's, that's changing up things again. And, and, you know, whenever things get changed up, that changes up what I'm doing and Mm -hmm. I have to like reschedule and figure it out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's part of life. And, um, I think the biggest thing like I have learned over all these years of the stuff I've done is that like things are going to constantly change, especially like when you have families and kids and you can't, you're not, you're not always able to stick to one thing. Like the way you were doing it may not always work. You're like, I go out for morning runs. Right. And you're like, I always go out for morning runs, but like that might not work in a couple months from now. And you might have to change that. You might have to do runs like when the kids go to bed, like, yeah. and you have to be willing, I think, to adapt to things, um, just to be able to do them for a long time, you know, like to be able to stick this out for years. Um, so I think being adaptable to things is, is really important, even though it's hard, <laughs> it's hard sometimes to yeah. change. So, um, okay. So I have to stop you right there because like, I'm like, whoa, like mind blown. <laughs> like, I think for a lot of people like myself included, I needed to hear that, like two things I I took away from that, that I'm really just blown away by. Um, So the one is like, that is such a great mindset. Like, these are the things I've chosen. Like, instead of letting them overwhelm you, I've got too much, um, too much on my plate. I've, I've done too much. I've taken on too much. You see it as like, I have chosen these things. These are the things I care about and I will get to all of them when I can. I think that's pretty powerful because 
I, for one, I can admit, like, you know, when I'm homeschooling kids or whatever it is, uh, I sometimes forget that. Like, hey, we, we chose this because it's important and it's okay to feel overwhelmed. And then the, the second thing is being adaptable. Because I know for myself with training, it is the same way. I, it took me a long time to get to that point to figure out, like, it is going to constantly change depending on the needs of your family and your kids. And, you know, you may see other people that stick to this, you know, rigorous training plan. But I think you're absolutely right, like being adaptable. I mean, that's probably one of the things that's made you most resilient and such a accomplished runners because you are willing to be adaptable to your situation. So I think those two things are like really profound, actually. Wow. I'm like, whew, I needed that. I needed that, actually. I'm a little overwhelmed myself. Oh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think those are two really good points for moms right now or anyone who is like just totally, completely overwhelmed looking at the fall thinking, how the hell am I going to do all this? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. we're probably all yeah. there. You know? I get it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some people like sometimes look at what I'm doing. They're like, you got it all together. Like you're doing all these things. You're coaching, you're training, do this. You know? And I'm like, no, I mean, there's days where I don't, I don't mm-hmm. trust me. And I try to show that like, you know, in my, you know, in my stories, in my posts, like it's not easy. There's some days that are yeah. very hard. Um, there's days, you know, I got, I have a preteen and a teenager, like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> There's hard days. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. Trust me. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think I try to be like super honest with that. Like it's not always easy and days are not always perfect. And um, what you see sometimes on the outside is not always what's happening, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's you got to be adaptable, especially like as as my kids is like their ages have changed and stuff like like it's always changing. Like there were times when I had to get babysitters to just be able oh, to go yeah. for the long run. Right. Yeah. Um, and then like, you know, they're teenagers and there's, there's times where we've not been able to leave them alone. And now they can't, you know, so it's like, it's always changing. Now we have three dogs and like, you know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think willing to just to adjust when things aren't working and like try to reevaluate to like what you can do. Um, and sometimes there's like a season where maybe there's a season where like you can't, you can't do as high a mileage just because you can't, like your schedule won't allow it. Um, but maybe like the next season is great and you can go for it, you know? Um, and I think just being aware of that and it's, you know, it might be hard, but like usually those things are just seasons. Um, and like, you can, you can figure it out, you know? Um, and I, that's why honestly I jumped into my first 100 miler was because I, I had been, um, I was injured before that. And I, uh, once I was able to start running again, I realized like, I don't know, I don't know like when I can do this again, like who Mm. knows how life will change, you know? I I don't know with like job and life and kids and stuff. Like if I could ever, like I have the chance and the time right now to run a hundred mile or like and train for it. Um, I had planned originally, I was like, oh, I'm going to do all this other distances in between before I do it. And I just like jumped into it. I was like, I'm going to do it this year. Um, it just, because I was like, you just never know, like, what am I waiting for? Like, what if I, if I, something happens and I can't do it ever again? Well, it worked well (laughs) for you. (laughs) I just jumped into it. Yeah. So Kara, I've been saving a lot of questions here. Okay. Okay. Let it loose. Yeah. (laughs) We've mentioned a lot of this stuff already, but I know, I know, I know people are thinking about this. So you're a physical trainer and a coach, right? Correct. Yeah, I do like health and wellness uh, training. Right. Yeah. And one of the things you mentioned, you're coaching people, not just 
physically, but you're giving them life advice and stuff like that. They're yeah. asking you stuff. Yeah, because you're holding it together. And everyone else feels like we're falling apart, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, like when I, with my training and stuff, the way I'm like, I like to teach people is like, like it's, it's life is part of your training, right? Like, because like, I mean, you can't do these things. Like they have, your, your coach ha- needs to know what's happening in your life. And you have to be super honest with them. Like, hey, work is overwhelming this week. And I, I can't get to this. Like, you wow. know, like you have to very honest with what I'm, I remember when I first had my very first running coach, um, you know, like you want to be like, Oh, I got it. It's fine. This week's great. I'm doing well. And he's like, no, 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 wait, like, Hey, like what's going on. And you know, like you sound overwhelmed and I'd have to be, you know, like I had to learn to start to be honest with like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I haven't been eating right this week. You know, like I'm overwhelmed. I was, you know, like you have to be really open and honest about those things for them to help you because like life and training go together. Right. Um, and, and, and mindset and all that stuff, like all of that has to do, like, sometimes people are like physically capable of doing what they're doing, but they're not like mentally there yet, like to take on whatever it is. And so like, sometimes just the mental training side to go with the physical, you know, and life training, like all that stuff, it all goes hand in hand. Like you can't have one without the other. Like, (laughs) I think, I think all that stuff is super important, um, in what you're doing. So that's a good way to look at it. Um, can you, can you tell us what the injury was before your first hundred? Yeah. Um, that was my first, um, stress fracture and the only, um, yeah. And that was when I was, um, I was a couple, I had a couple of races I was signed up for at that point. Um, but I had a stress fracture in my shin um, and I didn't know at first what it was. And that was a hard, um, you know, the part when you're figuring out injuries, um, mm-hmm. something you've never had. Um, I kept trying to go out and run on it and I did, I didn't, I thought it was like something muscle related and we kept, you know, trying to like take breaks and come back into it. Um, and it was just, it was sharp pain, you know, like a lot of pain every time I'd step my foot down eventually, like it was okay in the beginning, like you can kind of make it through it. And then eventually it got so bad that like, I couldn't, I couldn't put my foot on pavement without it hurting. Wow. Um, yeah, it was extremely really fast. Um, and so I was in a boot for, um, six weeks and then, um, and ended up being longer or they put me, they left me in the boot for a couple more weeks after that. Um, cause it wasn't healing correctly. So that was, yeah, <laughs> that was a lot. Um, wow. that was like my first, like really big injury, um, to deal so with. If, so if people are listening and they're, they're dealing with an injury, even if it's not the same kind, what would you tell them? To just be patient and then they'll come back or what? Yeah, there's, um, like, if you already know it's an injury um, and it's something like you've been diagnosed by, you went and seen a doctor, you know what's happening. Um, I think I've honestly dealt with a lot, a lot of injuries um, in my running, um, especially in the beginning when I was figuring things out. Like, you know, sometimes I'd overdo it. Like, I don't, I got injured a lot. And I know, I've honestly been told um, by two doctors probably that, like, I shouldn't keep running. Um, one doctor, I remember like looking me in the eye and he said, um, you know, do you do this for a living? And I said, no, um, I love it. <laughs> like, it's absolutely, I love this so much, you know? Um, and he said, well, I would recommend that like, you don't run like this anymore. And I was like, 
uh, I mean, no, but like, new I'm, doctor. I love this. <laughs> yeah, new doctor. <laughs> new doctor. <laughs> I will never <laughs> talk to doctor again. Um, and so, I mean, that was be, so that was before I had completed a hundred miler and I've, you know, if I would have listened and I'm not saying like everyone take this like lightly, like I'm not saying don't listen to your doctors, but I knew myself and I knew that this was, these were things that I could overcome. I just had to figure it out. Like it takes time to figure out those things of like what your body needs. Um, and I was determined, like I would figure out a way that like I could keep running healthily, you know, like healthy for years. Um, and so when, yeah, when I got out of that boot, I was like, I'm running a hundred miler, like that doctor better just shut up (laughs) (laughs) and that like, I can do this and I will not get injured after every race I do. Um, and that's when I really started focusing on more, um, strength training, um, and trying to just, um, balance more of what I was doing. And I knew with like my nutrition and, and strength and all that stuff, you know, stretching and all that stuff made a big difference. Um, and so when I started getting into that more, um, I had a lot less injuries. And then, um, just as I started to learn my, you know, get to know my body more of like what I needed for myself, um, and knowing when to, to back off of something, like when I was feeling pain. Um, but yeah, I, I did not listen to that doctor. And, um, if I had, I wouldn't have done any of the stuff that I've continued to do and, you know, multiple ultras and stuff. So I'm glad I, I'm glad I continued on and figured out what worked for me. But, um, yeah, being injured, it's, it's hard, especially the first couple injuries that, you know, if you get an injury and you, you haven't had one. Um, and I think though, you know, the biggest thing is like, you can't control your healing, like of how long it takes. If you were doing what the doctor told you to do, or you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, um, sometimes those things can take longer than expected. Um, and I think it's just being patient, um, in that time and knowing like you can only control so much of what's happening. Um, and so what, you know, if you want to look at it as like, what can you control? You can control your nutrition in that time. Um, so like do the best you can with that. Um, of course you're going to have days where you're like, Hey, I just need a tub of ice cream. Fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like I those days a cup of ice cream when I found out I had an injury. Right. Uh, but you, you know, like you can focus on that. Like if, if you're allowed to stretch or do things like, I remember like I couldn't use my leg. I was in a boot. So like I found all, I went up on YouTube and looked up all of these like chair exercises that you could do completely sitting in a chair and like work your arms and do all this other stuff. Because I was like, and then I went to the pool and I swam and I was like, cause when I get out of this boot, like I will be right back at it. Like I will do, I will do everything I can so that when I'm ready to go, like I'm ready to go again. So um, Kara, <laughs> I'm really glad you mentioned swimming. Yeah. So like for me, um, I've slacked off a little bit on running. Okay. Quit, uh, quit looking at Strava <laughs> right now. But Strava has cobwebs growing on it. Okay, there's crickets Uh-oh. chirping. There's like. <laughs> Look, okay, let's do this. All right, what what brand is that? That's a Sunto, right? So what what do you have, Kara? Oh darn, I have a Garmin. Oh, How's so it you've been in the outage, right? I've been in the outage too, and so um, yeah, the first couple of days. And of course, like I did some really, um, really cool and crazy runs during um, when it was out. Uh, um, it didn't happen. happen. Sorry, Kara. <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> like, like I went out to set um, one of the women's records on a race or not race, but like. Are you a, kidding me? A, I, you I set a record? So like on a, one of the courses that we run that we absolutely love, I went out there and my plan for the day was originally like, I'm going to beat my own time. But then I decided like, 
my friends believed that I could do better than that and that I could beat the women's time overall. So I went out there and did that. And then, of course, afterward, I'm like, I did it. And then I'm like, darn it, it won't load. Like, no one will ever know what I just did. Hold on, Kara. <laughs> yeah. That really happened? Yeah. yeah. And it happened yeah, yeah. during the outage? Yeah. <laughs> but you still have it on your on your watch, right? Yeah, I eventually had to learn. Uh, my friends were like, you have to learn to, like, upload that yourself. Yeah, yeah did you? <laughs> I did. I I saw it on Strava. You got the crown and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, I learned something new during this time. Like, (laughs) yeah, that drove me crazy. I I want it to just like everything just automatically upload. I don't want to have to mess with all that stuff. Like that's extra work. (laughs) Yeah. This, that whole audio thing, I thought it was my watch at first and I was like, what's going on? And then come to realize it was everybody. So like, yeah, Yeah. that was crazy. All right. So (laughs) where I was going, swimming. Okay. Okay. All right. It's swimming is excellent cardio, right? Swimming is so it's it's so different. Like it's different. But so different. When, when you swim, you're kind of in apnea, right? So it's like you're starving for breath. Yeah. And so once you transition back to running, it's like you have all kinds of air, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's what's hard about swimming for me. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, me too. Oh. But yeah but I do it all the time and it's kind of a triathlon thing. And it's also for me, it's like, um, I don't know. I get so relaxed when I'm done swimming and maybe it's cause I'm, I'm starving for air, you know, I'm going half brain dead. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. No, I get swimming can be relaxing. Like I get Mm -hmm. like, once you figured it out, like I get how that, like, I remember just like going underwater and just like everything around you just like, goes away it's quiet like, it's yeah. quiet. it is everything goes it's away almost meditative. like yeah 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 like in the beginning I was like so afraid of like drowning that I could not it's <laughs> on that scary to me and so like I I it took me a long time to finally like reach those moments of where I realized like this could be absolutely relaxing you know um if I stuck with it yeah. uh but yeah I, ha- I have not been swimming in a very long time now um but I did a lot of that when I was training for my triathlon so <laughs> well, well okay go back to triathlons okay now <laughs> what's what's your 100 yard pace oh i don't my 100 yard pace i don't know yeah. i don't know the triathlete knows that come no, on no no trust me i was like a jump in this triathlon thing only cuz i couldn't run and so <laughs> triathlons for a season and like figure out how to do all this stuff. And I'm like, I did well, but like, I don't know, like the technical side of like triathlon stuff. I feel yeah, like yeah, I know nothing. Um, I tell did me about, have, tell me about bicycles. Uh, what kind do I have or what? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, I have like an old, um, a Masi, um, I love those. They're Italian. Probably. Yeah. I don't know how old it is more than 10 years old I don't even know how old it is though but I got I got it used um from a friend I knew um it's actually a little bit too big for me but my uh coach always he's like I know you need a new bike but at the time he told me he's like you know it's more about like the engine of the person riding the bike than it is of the bike so he said like if you can make this bike work for you now like you can eventually get a new one um but make it work and I was like all right I'll make it work so um I did like yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't know a lot about gear for triathlons and stuff. I just well, did them. 
So. Don't feel bad because I've done two triathlons and they were road triathlons and yeah. I used a mountain bike and a whitewater helmet. So, okay. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I gear, and I wore trail shoes on the road. I mean, you oh. know, like, it's fine. <laughs> it, like, it wasn't like top notch gear, but I always said like, it didn't, yeah, it didn't matter because like I had friends who I rode with and they had yeah. nicer bikes than me and I could pass them on my cheap, you know, $600 there you bike. Go. Awesome. Oh, um, that's right. <laughs> there you go. I just worked on like what I could, I, what I could do in that situation. It was like, you better work your hardest to like, but yeah, it made me nervous. Like to, um, I was supposed to the, the year I, after I did the three triathlons, like I got invited to go to the, um, nationals, um, and do the like Olympic distance, but I had only wow. done sprint. Um, and so I got really nervous, like to do, to up my distance and then my coach moved away and stuff. And I just decided to, to jump back into running instead, <laughs> so, but I, I, I do really, really miss biking. Like I don't miss the swimming as much because that like, wasn't my favorite thing to begin with, but I, I do miss the biking. Um, but yeah, it's hard if you're not going to do something like that consistently to jump back into it and kind of go back and forth. Um, for me, it is at least, but, um, yeah, I miss like flying down the hills on those bikes and like, that's, oh, that's, yeah. that's so, <laughs> it's super fun. Yeah. It's so fun, especially during a race and you're just like, zoom, zoom, you know, yeah. pass people on a bike, but yeah, but it's, yeah, I, I like my bike. It's just, you know, it's a little, it's a little big for me. I could have used something nicer, but it worked for me. So, <laughs> so, um, I've done a few bike races that are local that are just bike only. Okay. And we've we've gone over like Raccoon Mountain and and Lookout Mountain and Edna Mountain and stuff. Yeah. And when you're coming down, there's this thing. I don't know if you ever watch Tour de France or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the riders go into what's called the super tuck. Have you seen that? Yes. <laughs> so that that's where you come off the seat, you put yeah. your ass on the bar. Yeah. And the the seat is over your back, and you're <laughs> leaning over the handlebars. Okay. Oh my gosh. And I've seen dudes doing that. And I'm going downhill going 50 miles an hour. And there's guys passing me going down the mountain. Oh, my it's gosh. It's unbelievable. It's so uh, scary. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I yeah, would I not survive. Like, learning some of the bike te technique stuff just for a road bike, you know, from my coach and stuff we had to do. Um, and he was like, I want to train you to, like, learn all of these different things you can. So if, like, you were in a situation that someone was going to, like, bump into you and stuff, like, you were prepared for that. Um, like for accidents and things to happen. Um, and I remember like, dang, like, what do we have to learn all this stuff? Like where they'd come up and just like, he would literally like, push into me on Whoa. the bike and stuff. And I'd have to like, learn what to wow. do to like, um, my coach was like, he was absolutely great at like triathlon stuff. Like that was his specialty, um, at the time. And, um, but yeah, like that stuff was like, a lot of people don't get to learn all that stuff when they do their first triathlons. And I felt like that was something that like, he, he made sure I knew what I was doing, um, to be safe to keep myself safe as well, you know? Um, and that was, yeah, I learned a lot of different things on the bike that were skills that like, I realized when I rode with other people, like not all that stuff was like first so, nature for people to learn. So like in, a, in most triathlons, it's not legal to draft people. Okay. Correct. So yeah. you're, you're break, you're, you're pushing through the wind with your own power, you know? Yeah. And, and you can't go real fast. And I remember the first time I went into a real bike race where it was draft legal. And so you're in a group of riders. And so when I'm in a triathlon, as hard as I can go, I'm barely hitting 20 miles an hour, you know? Yeah. And mostly I'm averaging like 17. 
And then in this bike race, when you're drafting, hell, I'm going 26 miles an hour. And these guys are like sucking me through the vacuum, you know? Yeah. It's, it's scary too. It's like, scary. you know, yeah. cause like you reach those moments where you like, they're bumping going into you. In, yeah. They're so close. Fast. Yeah. Yeah. I had to learn a lot of that stuff. When we first started riding, he took me out to like the, um, the speedway. Yeah. And we did um, like group rides on the speedway. Um, so I had to learn like um, drafting and like group stuff. Um, we did a lot of that stuff and so I, I learned it pretty quickly. So, um, but that's, yeah, it's scary when like your bike, like it sucks you into like get closer to someone else's bike and you're like not prepared <laughs> for that. Uh, but it's really cool. Like when you yeah. stay in that draft with someone and you can ride that fast. Um, yeah, that's, it's super fun. <laughs> like, I do miss some of that stuff for sure, but it's also, there's a lot of risk involved in that. Like, you know, depending on who you're riding with, you want to make sure like you are really comfortable with the groups that you're riding with. Um, just because like, yeah. you know, you're all there to keep each other safe. And if one person's not being very safe, you know, make sure, you know, like you're careful about that. Um, so yeah, but riding is so fun. Like I miss it a lot <laughs> right now. Yeah. So. Lauren, you're over there going, what? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't speak triathlon. So <laughs> I've done She's two. Just taking it I, in. That's right. I've done two triathlons, maybe yeah. more actually. And, I'm going to tell you, I don't know what, what happened. I just fumbled my way through it. But I want to ask you about one more thing before we let you go, because I know that you are busy. And I have three kids who are about to, to tear down <laughs> tear my down house. You can probably hear <laughs> them in the background. <laughs> it's been kind of a crazy day. Kara, tell us about, because uh, I, I happen to see on social media that you perhaps in the not so distant future are going to attempt SCAR the Smoky Challenge Adventure Run through the Smokies along the AT. So, okay, we want to know everything. Tell us about oh, it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, so that's still um, in the planning right now. We were thinking about, um, I've wanted to attempt it a couple of different times, and it just never worked out, you know, families and schedules and yeah. always something, you know. Um, uh, so we were thinking about attempting it in the spring. Um, that was our first um idea. Uh, my only concern about that is just the weather. If it's colder weather that I would not enjoy it. I don't <laughs> like running in the cold weather and like, you never know that time of the year, like what the weather might be. Right. Um, so I also had thought about maybe trying to do it in October. Um, okay. it would have to fall just right. Um, to make sure I'm not like too tired for my race, um, in November. So I have to do it on just like the right week and it would have to make sure the weather was going to be good. Um, I, I'm still learning a lot about like what this, um, attempt will be. Uh -huh. So I still feel like I have a lot to learn. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And uh -huh. supposedly my friends are saying it's easier than mid-state mile, which well, I don't know if I believe that. I, <laughs> but... I, think, I mean, given your history and like what you've accomplished, I do. I think it's going to be like a walk in the park for you. Oh, I really do. Like it's hard. Uh -huh. I don't want to downplay how hard yeah. it is. Yeah. But I'd like for someone like you who has experienced highs and lows over a hundred miler, who has done God knows how much elevation at Mid-State Mile. Like, I think you're going to get in there and you're going to be able to handle it like a boss. Like, you know, like, I, I it's hard, obviously. It's really hard. Not anyone yeah. can just go out there and do it. Um, but I really think that, like, you're going to get out there and you're just going to, like, maybe get some crowns. I don't know. On some <laughs> of the <Yeah>. groups. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, like, I really yeah. do. Yeah. 
I hope it goes well if we um, go ahead and attempt it. I've been wanting, like I said, I've been wanting to do it for so long. It's just trying to figure out how to make that work. Yeah. Um, and then just making sure like if we do it, we have the right people to come along and all that. So um, we're still trying to, to figure out like the details of what all that will mean. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about if I attempted in, in October, as long as I do it sooner in October other than later, then I'll have enough time to recover um, before uh, GDR in November. So okay. I just have to make sure that that was my thought of like doing in October was like, man, will I be recovered in time for that? And right. I don't want to put too much stress on my body before that race. Um, so yeah, if not, then I would just wait till spring and do it in the spring and just hope that, okay. <laughs> hope that it's like not too cold of weather that yeah. I will not enjoy. Um, I t- if, it, if it gets cold enough, I have to put a jacket on. I'm like, eh, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I definitely like, I'd rather run in the heat and be just like yeah. full on, so maybe you know, June, wedding. Right? Before it's too hot. Like yeah. we did it the yeah. first week of June and, and lucked out with a very mild uh, weekend. So that was pretty good. Yeah, you just um, know, like the yeah. weather out there. <laughs> that is true because we had buddies do it a couple weeks before and it was like torrential, horrible storms and rain yeah. the whole time. I'm like, man, that's the right weather weekend. I know. And that's the thing. I think you have to be willing, I'm sure, to like change your schedule if that weather comes up and it's not looking good. And I think that's that's the hardest part is like having availability to change it up and realizing like if it doesn't work out and you can't do it in the other weekends, like you'll just have to wait Um, because I I don't want to put myself in danger as well to do that. So, um, yeah, we'll have to be be careful about what week we choose. Um, Yeah. But yeah, the thing is, like, I would prefer to do it in the heat, but I have another friend who wants to do it with me and he, like, he'd prefer the cold. Oh, so no. here we are like, hey, I want the heat. And he's like, I want the cold. And so like, that's where the battle is, is like trying to find the, the, the fine, you know, line between like, we're both comfortable to do yeah. it. Um, so I was like, well, you know, if I tempted it in the heat, then we could go ahead and do it again, you yeah. know, when it gets colder out. Um, so I don't know yet. We'll see how that goes, but. Yeah, that'll be that'll be something new. I've, I've, I haven't done something like that, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I've run out there, you know, a couple of times and stuff, so I know a yeah. little bit like what I'm getting myself into. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot of elevation out there. Yeah. So, um, but it's it's gorgeous out there. But I think the the night part is what um, makes me more nervous um, with <laughs> and stuff because all the stories well. I've ever heard. So. I'm just going to put it out there, uh, you know, maybe get a soundtrack of bears growling at you, yeah. you know, to get a little used to yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, they're like the bears and like wild boar and like all the sounds yeah. that you would hear at night. And I was like, oh, gosh, like, that's the part I think, like the running part. I'm like, fine, whatever. Right. Like, just being prepared for that alone yeah. is like, okay, that's like outside of my comfort zone. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's a different experience, yeah. that is for sure. But I know, I have no <laughs> doubt you can do it, bears and all. Um, and so we will wait on pins and needles to get that trip report. We'll have <laughs> yeah, to have I'll you have to and get, your... like, more information from you, too, just to, like, talk about it and, like, get your experience just so yeah. I know more, like, what to plan for and stuff, so. I mean, I like to say that perhaps Bud and I, our little niche that we've found is, like, we're the slowest fast fastest known time attempters <laughs> like we go for the slowest attempt at a fastest known time uh you know so um but yeah I think when you do it you will love it um my dog is joining dog. the podcast here I'm getting <laughs> dog's been a crazy too. day yeah um 
So, well, you know what? So here's the deal. Okay. You got to promise us when you get to the Barclays someday, we get to be there. And then you got to promise you and your crew who do scar, you got to come back on the podcast and tell us all about it. Okay. Oh, yeah. I can do that. For sure. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, it's, but it's any last here. minute questions before my kids oh my tear down my house and my dog <laughs> licks me. No, I mean, not for me. You know, I'm, Bud has I'm one. Pretty- Bud, what do you got? I talk um, so much that he never gets a chance to talk. No, no it's, it's good. We want to hear from Kara. You know, that's, this is it's all not, about Kara tonight. Oh, gosh. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, um, I just I have one question. Oh, go yeah, ahead, one Bud. Yeah. So, okay. Russ um, is your husband, and he's like your major uh, crew guy, right? Yeah. 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 All the time. So, we hung yeah. out with him the whole time at Mid State Mile. And he's telling us all kinds of stuff, stories and all oh, that gosh. stuff. We're not going to share any of those details right now. What did he tell you? But, yeah, stuff. Lost buffs and things like that. Yeah. So when, um, when you do SCAR, um, yeah. is he going to be set up to, like, crew you and stuff? Or what's happening? Um, I haven't, I don't know yet. Like we haven't even, <laughs> so um, I think I may have mentioned SCAR, but I don't even think he knows what that all means yet or now yeah that's right surprise yeah i know so you so so my wife's here but yeah you kind of make plans (laughs) before you tell people is that Um, what happens yeah i kind of it's an ultra runner thing yeah i'm like (laughs) so this is the race i'm gonna do and like do you want to come or not and then i'll let him decide like you know do you want to come or not (laughs) (laughs) i know like some races are not as fun to like sit there for hours upon hours um and so it depends on if, you know, he's coming to crew or not. Um, but yeah, ever since I did like my first, um, 100 and then he started coming to like some of my races. So that was pretty cool to have my family there, but my kids are over that, you know, they're rather stay home. So you know, there's only like one, one place to be crewed is newfound gap. And you know, the person who hangs out there is going to be surrounded by tourists all day. And so they're going to, they're going to have extra food. Yeah. Yeah. Better have extra food for all those poor hikers. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. If he's there, if he's there when through hikers are coming through, Uh oh my God, through hikers think that he's there for them. That's really what happens. Oh, I got to tell you too. This is really funny. Um, so at Rebecca mountain, um, um, him and my friend Terry were, um, crewing there and they had, I mean, they had this major setup thing that they did. And so they, you know, would get there with the van and they'd open up the hatch and they'd pull out like a chair and all this stuff and they'd set it all out. Well, um, I like come through and pass up in there and there was someone running behind me and they're like, oh my God, it's an aid station. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's actually just my crew. I'm so sorry. It's like, you need something, go ahead and take it. I'm like, they have everything. That's like awesome. everything you'd ever need. So, um, yeah, we may we we may come over prepared sometimes, and some of that is my um, my uh, liking. Um, I li- I like to be super over prepared, and people make fun of me for it. Um, but I always feel like I'd rather have all these things I don't use yeah. than wish I had brought stuff with that like yeah. I needed that would have made my race. You know, like I didn't bring yeah. a layer of clothes, or I didn't bring a headlamp, an extra headlamp, or so I bring everything, and I have enough for like every runner with me. Uh, which they all just make fun of me, but you know, I'm like, well, when I cross that finish line and I finish this race, like no one's making me in front of me now. Like I finish, 
get it right. done. And you're, just, you're just doing like trail magic for everybody else. That's right. And it's karma, you know, it's like you're just paying it to the universe and then somehow it comes back to you somehow. <laughs> yeah, I've had some cool experiences and I met some amazing people, even just, uh, yeah, yeah. just like, people who've talked to my crew and they're like, hey, did you know that person? You know, and we get to like know other people and um, it's pretty fun um, and races. So I've shared stuff with other people just because like we had all we needed and they needed something. And um, that's also been like really cool to way to meet other people in races. We, I, I borrowed a bottle of water off one guy, one at Rebecca mountain. And I was able to like, take whatever you want from my crew. Like, I don't care what you need, just grab it, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's running pretty cool, but yeah, I love watching other people like succeed now, like in, yeah. in training and like, man, it's so cool to like get, see people like do their first races and, um, you know, like battle through things and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that's the best part of coaching and stuff is just, just watching people overcome things like, and I know, you know, like I, I know, I remember being there and being them and like now being where I'm at and just mean like, just hang in there. Like, you know, like you can overcome this, like it takes time, but like, you'll get there, you know? And it's, I know that, that patience sometimes is hard to see like the long picture of everything, but I'm like, I promise you, like, if you just dig in, like you can get there, like you just have to have, you know, like grit to do it, you know? So, um, but yeah. It's cool. <laughs> like so many cool things. So that's awesome. Okay, Kara, I could probably sit here and talk ready with you all night. I have enjoyed this so much. I'm so and <laughs> probably well, and you guys so those, those listening don't know the back behind the scenes stories. I'm home alone with three children and a dog, and they are oops. I'm, I'm losing my phone here. They are going crazy. <laughs> so we've ha I've had to like try to manage everyone and they have been so patient uh, working with me. So I appreciate it. Um, as always though, this was so much fun. Um, and seriously, like I feel like the message you have is so empowering about uh, your outlook and everything. And, and it obviously is working because I, I do think you're such an accomplished uh, runner and just an all around awesome person and your unicorn hair as well. So, um, yeah. So <laughs> thanks for being on and I'm serious. We're going to have you back soon yeah. talking about scar deal. Nice. Yeah. Deal. Thank you guys so much for right. like having me on here. Letting me share. Right. I appreciate it. This has been so uh, much fun. <laughs> yes. Thanks Kara. <laughs> guys have a bye good bye. night. Thank all you. right. Bye. Back. Bye.